0: Bismillah. What would you say if somebody walked up to you and said, Are you one of those Muslims? What would you say? And they ask you, Do you believe in God or do you believe in Allah? What would you say? Maybe they'll ask you, Can you prove that God exists, that there really is an Allah? What would you say? And if they ask you, where is Allah what would you say maybe they'll ask can Allah do anything what would you say who created Allah what would you say why did Allah create everything what would you say if God is good then where does evil come from what would you say is everything predestined does Allah control the future What would you say? Why are there so many religions if there's only one God? What would you say? Can you prove the Quran is from Allah? What would you say? And those are the things that we're going to be talking about right here on Islam Always coming up next. Stay tuned. If somebody came up to you and said, are you one of them Muslims? What would you say? Yes, I am a Muslim. Very good answer. Then they said to you, Yo, Muslims, you believe in God or do you believe in Allah? What would you say? That they're both the same? Are they both the same, ladies? You agree with that? God and Allah are the same? What would you do if somebody said to you, So you believe there's a God. What do you believe about your God? Can He do anything? What would you say? Can God do anything? Yeah? Ladies, would you agree with that? God can do anything? Would everybody here say God can do anything? Raise your hand. Is there anybody here that would not raise their hand and they would say, No, I don't want to say that. Can God do anything? Is there anything? Now listen carefully. Is there anything God can't do? Yeah? Well, wait a minute. A minute ago... You see, you were real hot to trot to give me the answer that God could do anything. And now when I ask the same question again, you're telling me now it depends. So, just want want why don't you make up your mind. Can God do anything? It's a yes or no question. Yes, but. Yes, but. Huh? All right, now if you're saying he can't do something, then that means there's something he doesn't do. So then your answer has to be no. If I say, "Is there can God do anything?" You have to say no. Make up your mind. Can God do anything? Yes or no? No. So you changed already. You you used to be with the yesers, and now you're with the knowers. Okay, so that means, uh, and and now this means you did the same thing she did. So. I, That's something here in the water in Florida, I think, that makes people vote twice. Once yes and once no. I don't know. How is that? If I have another column that says, I do not know, I bet some of you would vote twice again. Right? None of the above. Okay, let me check that one too, just in case. Can God do anything? Yes or no? How many say yes? Absolutely. He can do anything. There's nothing that God cannot do. Right? Now, hang on to that. Don't change now. Can God die? Then put your hand down. That's something He can't do. Right? Huh? He doesn't do that, does He? No. Therefore, you don't want to... Are you in the first group or second group? Can God die? He can? Who said yes? No, He can't, right? He's never going to die. Then what about the statement he can do anything? Oh. Can he oppress people? Can he do that? Can he do volum? You know what's volum? Oppression. Uh, what I need is a yes or no. Can he oppress? Yes or no? Oppress. Does he oppress? No answer? Does he, does he oppress or can he oppress? Can he? He can? He can? Are you sure? See what I'm telling you is that there are going to be times when somebody's going to throw a question out there to try to trip you, to mess you up in your thinking. Now there's a real old 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 question. I don't know, it's thousands of years old. They used to use, I found it in a translation of a Greek book at the time of Plato and Socrates when they used to have discussions about the gods. The gods. And I want to give it to you pretty simple. Basically, it says if you believe there's a God, can he do anything? They say yes. They say, okay, can he make a rock so big and so heavy that he can't move it? What would be your answer? Can he make a rock that he can't move? He can't do that, huh? Oops! Now you got another thing he can't do. Or can he do that? Because if you say yes, he can move it. He can move it. Well, then he couldn't make one that he can't move. And if you said, well, he can make it, but now he can't move it. Now, either way you go, you're going to lose. Is that right? How are you going to answer that question? No comment. no comment. That's what some of the Sufis did. They just, when they didn't know, they would just say, these are things you can't talk about. This is beyond your comprehension. Only our sheikhs know that, and you have to be enlightenment on the path for so many years, and blah, blah, blah. They make, (laughs) they make their ignorance look like it's intelligence. That doesn't work. It doesn't work with me to make ignorance look like intelligence. Straight out and straight up, this is what we want to know. Because we live in a real world with real people, and we're not playing games. We believe there is a law. So I'm going to leave that for a minute. I want to go to the next question. So you believe in God, eh? That's how they come with you, right? Can you prove it? Does, is he alive? You go, yeah. Does he exist? Yeah. Prove it. Can you prove it? Huh? You can? Because in most religions, they tell the people, no, you can't, but that's what makes it a religion. You just believe, and that's your faith. You have to have faith, and that's what makes it work. Just believe, and that's all. If you start from making a statement of, can you prove he doesn't exist, then you're going to run into a problem, unless you follow it with your statement which you just made, which is that, let us look around. And that's really where we want to start. Let's don't start with the negative question. Let's just say, look around you. Look around you. Now, in philosophy... One of the first things they do in philosophy 101 is try try to make you a disbeliever. They will do that. They'll say, do you exist? You go, yeah. They say, can you prove it? They'll tell you you can't prove you exist because it's all relative to you. Everything is relative to you. You're judging everything according to you. What if you don't exist? That's what they actually do. This is something they do in college. Can you imagine paying $20,000 for a semester to get somebody to ask you whether you exist? Hey, if I don't exist, I want my twenty grand back. I know that. <laughs> okay, if I don't exist, I'm not here in the chair. Therefore, I don't have to pay. Okay, I want to change subject for a minute, and then I'll come back. In Islam, there are some things that are very important. First and foremost in Islam is to be a Muslim, obviously, because if you're not a Muslim, then Islam doesn't really matter to you anyway. Once a person's a Muslim, is to understand. So knowledge becomes something sought after from the very entrance of Islam. When a person enters into Islam, it is very important to seek knowledge. Is that true? Okay. But immediately, immediately after we say it's important to seek knowledge, there's a rule that comes in Islam but you have to prove the source of all knowledge anything you accept has to be proven otherwise you don't move to the next step and that's why I ask you can you prove you exist I can prove it just as we would say you could affectionately touch somebody in the face too and say do you feel that and they'd say yes well how do you feel something if there's nothing there so obviously this proves that we exist so we do exist so the first thing that a person starts with is not the Quran And it's not the sunnah. After we establish some basic understanding. For instance, another basic that we're going to accept is that when I point with my finger up in the air like that, I'm saying up, and I mean that way. And when I point the opposite direction, this is down, and never am I going to say that they're both the same. Or reverse them. I'm not going to do that because that becomes illogical. We're not going to say that in and out could be the same thing. That Because that all that does is confuse people. Because somebody could say, well, I'm in the building, but I'd like to go into the woods. And the woods are outside of the building, so therefore I'm going from in to in. That's dumb. So we're not going to do that. We're going to keep our logic with us as we discuss what we talk about. Now let's go to the sources. We as Muslims are going to say that it's important for us to seek knowledge, and it's obvious that you're going to have to do something if you're going to get off of this first step of proving you exist. How will you get any knowledge? Where will your knowledge come from? Anybody like to tell me where I'll get my knowledge from? And is there any proof that I need to seek knowledge in Islam? Is there something in Islam that says I need to seek knowledge? There is? What's the next question I'm going to ask you? Are there any evidences in Islam? (laughs) That teach us that we need to seek knowledge, ladies. Any answer on that one? Is anything in Islam said seek knowledge? Yes. Actually, I think it says increase my knowledge. It says Rabbi Zidni Umma. You're supplicating to Allah to ask for it. And by the way, that's what we should do right now. If you want to have some knowledge, that's exactly what the Quran tells us: Rabbi Zidni Umma. It will work for Islamic knowledge, but it also works in other areas. If you find yourself stuck, you're in the university, you got a problem, you're trying to learn, you're staying up late, trying to get a paper out, whatever, start supplicating. Rabbi Zidni Um. Rabbi Zidni Um. And as he mentioned already it's in the Quran, so this is Allah showing us how to get knowledge. For a Muslim, everything is going to be based on Quran. And something like it. And we know there's nothing like the Quran. Is that true? Yet the Prophet ﷺ said, I've been sent with the Quran and something like it. What did he mean? He meant the explanation of the Quran according to Allah, which comes through the Prophet ﷺ. When he said this ayah means this, this word means this, this is what Allah is referring to, that's it. That's it. It's not negotiable and you can't change it. Knowledge in Islam is very important. We are told how, as our brother already mentioned, that we should seek knowledge according to this by asking Allah, which is to say, Rabbi Zidni Ilm. What is knowledge and how is it? Where does knowledge come from? Who will tell me? Some will tell us it comes from trial and error you learn and then you pass the knowledge on to your children they learn and pass it on this goes along with the theory of evolution that people evolved by passing knowledge on generation upon generation upon generation and that's how people learn to be people like we are today instead of monkeys swinging in a tree by the way is it possible that human beings really evolved from monkeys anybody believe that's possible Okay, real clear that human beings came out of monkeys yes or no? No way or just maybe I'm not sure. Seriously. Could human beings have evolved over billions and billions of years from apes and the apes came from the Monkeys And the monkeys came from the marmosets. And the marmosets came from a lower life form. And they came out of the ocean. And the ocean used to be blue-green algae. And then all of a sudden one day, some of the green algae started eating the other part of it. And it became cannibalized. And they started becoming fish. And then blah, blah, blah. Is that possible? Oh, uh, Actually, it's one of the most preposterous theories ever offered from where we came from. But this is when somebody doesn't want to believe in God, Allah. So they come up with that stuff. Let us make some conclusions before we go to the next part. First of all, what Allah said in the Quran about knowledge. <laughs> what does that mean? Where is that, first of all? Is that in the Quran? Yes, where? Ayatul Kursi. Exactly. Baqarah, ayah number 255. Very good. Does anybody know the meaning in English? Allah says that He has all knowledge. He encompasses all knowledge of everything in the past and the future, above and below, around and beyond you and everything He's created. This is the meaning of it. And you have no knowledge except except what he wills for you to have that's why it's so important to know the ayah that our brother referred to Rabbi Sidni Ilma, because Allah is the only source of any knowledge there is no knowledge except that it has to come from Allah that means that every single life form out there with any knowledge of anything got it from Allah even the ones who deny Allah and they devise these great master plans to try to prove That Allah doesn't exist The knowledge they're using came from Allah Allah is al Alim. Is that one of his names? What does that mean? He is the epitome of knowledge He has all knowledge There isn't anything that he doesn't encompass in knowledge When you realize what we don't know Have you ever forgotten something? You forget something? Where you left something, your mom told you to do something and you forgot. You know that one. You use it every day. I forgot. Right? Does Allah forget? Is that something Allah can do? Can He forget? Now let's don't talk about He wills to do, doesn't will to do. I'm asking you straight up: Can He forget? No. That's something Allah can't do. But it doesn't show a weakness from Allah. Can Allah be weak? No. Can Allah lie? No. These are very critical points when we get to talking about what we believe about Allah. The first and foremost piece of knowledge that we need to seek after once we realize we need knowledge is the knowledge of Allah. Because in seeking the knowledge about Allah, we have to go to Allah to get it. Is that true? And when we go to Allah and we say we want knowledge of you, that's the perfect, perfect scenario for a human being. There's nothing better for you to do with your existence than to go to Allah and say, Allah, you are the knowledge and I can only get knowledge from you therefore I'm going to ask you for knowledge. Make sense? Where is this in the Quran? Anybody know? A verse in the Quran says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنْ وَالْإِنْسِ إِلَّا لِيَعْبَدُونَ How many of you know the verse? Surah Al Dariyat, chapter 51 verse 56. And I made the dua Rabbi Zidni Um So that's how I got it. Think The meaning of it here Allah is saying That he only created Jinn in mankind For the purpose of worship How could you possibly Worship Allah If you don't even know Who he is Forget about what the worship is Before we even say This is worship That's not worship This is halal This is haram This is wajib This is Faridah, This is muba This is so and so and so All of these things That I'm saying to you right now are immaterial if you don't know who Allah is. Make sense? So now comes another question. Who is Allah? Stay tuned. You're listening to Islam Always. There's more coming up. Stay right here and find out the answers to these and many other questions at islamalways.com